Today's advanced training, building a team, uh, building a team. I was, uh, as I'm thinking about this topic, uh, there's a couple of things I need to toss out there. Building a team is bigger than building a team here in the insurance business. Yes, that is a way of us making money. Uh, we, we can build a team here and teach people how to go make money. And when they do, we get to get paid on our efforts as well. Uh, there is that. But there's also the team at home that you're building. Maybe, maybe, um, uh, one of the things I love having conversations with with my with my kids, primarily my, my sons, because they're they're fairly competitive in sports now, uh, and they're both captains of their soccer team. And I like talking to them about uh, the dynamics and leading people and thinking through um, how to lead people. You're the captain of the team. What does that mean? We're watching right now the last dance, uh, the you know the, the Bulls story of Michael Jordan, and hey, that right there is what leading a team is about. You set a high standard for yourself and expect everybody else around you to do the same. Um, there's so many lessons there. So building a team as a topic is, uh, is bigger than just building a team here. Certainly it has application to our business or I wouldn't just, you know, I wouldn't, wouldn't teach it right now. Um, <laughs> but, and I also like to give credit where credit is due. Uh, there is not one single book that I got these notes from as, as in, I, I, I got these notes. I didn't come up with these on my own. Uh, I'm not that smart. Uh, I like to read and then uh, put it back out there for you. Uh, and so these are a compilation of notes from many different books. Uh, and, uh, and, and I would just reference John Maxwell. I'll just say John Maxwell. Anytime I'm teaching something about leadership, uh, most likely I learned something from John Maxwell about it. And I know a lot of these uh, bullet points for sure came from uh, books that John Maxwell has written. As I think about building a team, um, I think about my friend who, who uh, reworded it for our business. You ready for this? This is how he described building a team in our business. He said, building a unified culture among a team of wildly independent, individually compensated mercenaries. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that really, yeah, that really descri describes what building a team in our business looks like. Uh, a unified culture among a team of wildly independent. Isn't that weird that you create a team out of independent people that are individually compensated mercenaries? Mercenaries being you can go sell whoever you want to, wherever you want to. Um, and that's, uh, it's, it's been a, an interesting task over the last couple of decades, one that's doable. And what I'm hoping to pass on to you in this teaching is, uh, is really what, what Heather and I have done and what we try to continue to do uh, to build a team. Okay, so let's jump right into it. First bullet point is you need to grow as a leader. If you're going to build a team, you first need to grow as a leader. I, I love I love the the series, The Last Dance. Uh, uh, there's a big debate between uh, who the greatest basketball player of all time is. For me, there's never been a debate. It's always been Michael Jordan. Uh, I've just been a fan since I was uh, five, six years old and saw him hit that winning shot against Georgetown, 1982 National Championship. That was when I decided I wanted to go to Carolina. Uh, like, I've just been a fan my whole life. But here's the thing. Like, he demanded... I loved watching uh, the, the, the series because he demanded greatness out of those around him, but he didn't do it from a standpoint of, you need to raise me up. He did it from the standpoint of, I'm going to grow and you're going to come with me. I love that. What a lesson. Leadership ability is the lid that determines a person's level of effectiveness. Leadership ability is the lid that determines a person's level of effectiveness. So um, 
One of the teachings that I, that I like to put back out there is the five levels of leadership. This is a John Maxwell original. Uh, the, the training I put out there is, is just my spin on it. But I heard John Maxwell say one time about the five levels of leadership. And I'm not going into that teaching today, but uh, there's, there's five levels. Level one, two, three, four, five. So if you're a level one, you, you, you get to assign yourself a point. Right? If you're a level two leader, you get two points for being a level two, and you still get that, that point. So now you're three. You get a, a point value of three. Let's we'll say if you're a, a level three leader, you get three points plus two plus one. So that's six, right? Keep going up. I think uh, level five, if I'm doing the math right, it's 15. It's five plus four is nine plus three is 12 plus three more is 15. So uh, if you're a level five leader, you get 15 points. It just If you're thinking about uh, a point value, because I, I never want to say that person is... Oh, man, that person is just, they're terrible. They're like a four or they're a two. I, I don't want to put somebody down on that. But when you, when you look at the scoreboard of the five levels of leadership and say there's a point value attached to it, now it's the scoreboard that's, that's saying those things about you. It's not me, right? But when I look at that, well, think about this, the lid. So uh, if you're a level, let's say you have a, a, you're a, an eight-pointer uh, in the world, you're not going to attract on a consistent basis level nine. You're not going to attract nine pointers. Uh, you may temporarily, but they're eventually going to look for somebody who can lead them. And as an eight, you're not able to lead a nine. You just can't do it. You're may, you may be able to get them to a ten to, to, that can lead them, uh, but you as the eight can't actually effectively lead that level nine. So if you're going to build a team, it's really important that you increase your leadership ability so you can increase your capacity of who you're leading. Um, when we first got started doing this 20 plus years ago, uh, in our business, I looked around and I thought, man, our business is a bunch of bums, <laughs> right? And matter of fact, mentors were telling me like, what is it? What, what's your story fits? If you are attracting bums, you must be right. And, and now here we are today, what we've achieved and everything we've done. I look around, I go, there's some really great people on our team. And, and based on John Maxwell's teaching, I feel like that must mean that we're pretty good people too, because we're able to attract and retain really quality people. So if you're looking to build a team, uh, you, you need to raise your lid so you can attract better people. I've heard coach after coach after coach say the better the players are on the team, the better the team is. doesn't matter who the coach is. If you can have a world-class coach and terrible players, you're not going to have a very good team. Leadership develops daily, not in a day. We live in a microwave culture, but we are working a crockpot business. I, I promise you it takes time to cook. Uh, it's not something that's going to be done in a day. It's a little bit every day, a little bit every day, a little bit every day. And you turn around one day and you go, wow, look at what's happened. But that's been over the course of years. Um, I get frustrated when uh, people come into our business and expect to see overnight success. Now, you may see overnight success on the sales side, but on the building a team side of things, it's not usually an overnight success here. It usually is something that takes work. And I get I get bothered by it. I don't want to say offended. I, I, maybe I am offended by it when somebody comes on and expects to have in a week what it's taken me 20 years to build. That, that can be offensive. It's like, I've been at this 20 years. You recruited four people last month and you expect to be where I'm at? Like, that's not fair to me. That's not fair to others who've done this. Uh, but it's also a, a really incorrect perspective. Let me ask you this. If it took you 20 years to build a million-dollar annual income, would you do it? Would it be worth it? Yes, I think so, right? And that's why I'm continuing at it, because I think in my mind, well, if it took me 30 years to build $5 million annual income, would it be worth it? Yes, it would be worth it. That's why I continue on, one of the reasons anyway. So it's, it's developed daily, not in a day. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort. It's, it's going to, um, <laughs> you can't just do it overnight. It doesn't work like that.
building a team, you got to become disciplined. I, I know people in my life that are super disciplined. Uh, I've, I have been called disciplined. I don't know that I'm disciplined so much as I've just found a really good routine. <laughs> I found a really good habit. Maybe, maybe that's all being disciplined really is. I don't know. I feel like there's still areas in my life I'm trying to figure out that whole discipline thing. Um, if you ever want to talk to me about time management, like I, I feel like I got that one licked. But, but as far as becoming disciplined, this is a really necessary thing for you to do. You need to challenge your excuses. I, I can't do this because. Take that out of your vocabulary. Nothing drives me crazier than saying can't. Like that, that, that puts your brain in a place of not looking for answers when you say can't. All of a sudden, your brain says, well, there's no answer to that, so let's, talk, let's think about something else. Instead, like, okay, that's possible. That's doable. Let's let, challenge your excuses. A lot of times people will use, you talk to somebody about why they would build this business and why they make the sales and why they do the work, and they talk about their kids, and they talk about their bills and their house, and they talk about, you know, the charities they want to give to and all this sort of stuff they want to do with the money that they're going to earn. But then, but then we later hear them use all those same things as excuses why they can't do it. Well, I can't go out and make sales because of my kids, because I got to take care of the house, because this charity needs me to do some work for them. All of a sudden, the, oftentimes, we find that our reasons why become our reasons why not. And challenge that. Recognize when it's happening. Go, nope, I can't, I can't let that happen this time. Remove rewards until the job is done. <laughs> Remove rewards until the job is done. I, uh, I remember hearing this story once. Um, this, uh, this older couple was uh, out camping, and they, uh, they, they see this young family pull up. It's a husband and wife and three kids, you know, under the age of 15. Uh, and they, and, and the, the older couple is just watching this family. They pull up, they, they unload the car, they, they pitch the tents and get everything set up just right, and they do it very quickly. And later on, the, uh, the older couple says to the, to the younger family, they're like, hey, uh, we noticed, I like, guess, really impressive. You guys set up camp quick. And the mom said, oh, yeah, we have a rule. Nobody gets to pee until camp is set up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they remove the reward until the job is done. Once you've got this set up, then you get to go uh, eat that dessert or then you get to go spend that money or whatever you get to do. But you have to put off that reward until the job is done. You don't get to, like, I, I feel like I'm saying this all the time to my kids. Like, I, you don't get to play until you get your work done work first play second that's how it goes let's get the work done quickly so we can spend more time playing if we spend more time doing our work we don't get as much time to play but but let's focus let's zero in it's amazing how much work you can get done the day before vacation right so <laughs> let's what if we treated every day like that stay focused on the process and measure the results one of my favorite books is a story is called chop wood carry water chop wood carry water. It's the name of the book chop wood carry water um, and, and that's about focusing on the process and not, not but, but measuring the results. The results are important, but don't, the focus isn't on the results. The focus is on the process. I say this all the time when it comes to me being disciplined. For me, I focused on the process of booking my calendar and then doing my calendar. I wasn't focused on the results. Um, years ago, we made a mistake and recruited a whole bunch of recruiting staff. And I can, on, on a side note, we're not going to teach on that today, but I'll tell you why it was a mistake for us, right? Um, but at two years, that, that really nearly bankrupted us <laughs> personally and, and financially. Uh, it was just a, a real problem. And then I took back over recruiting in 2014, 
And I knew that I, I had been out of the game for a bit, so I wasn't necessarily going to get re the results I wanted immediately. But I knew I would get there if I followed the process. If I followed the process. I was measuring the results to see how I was progressing. But I wasn't worried about the scoreboard. I was worried about the game. I was worried about playing the way I was supposed to play. Develop trust. Ooh, trust is important. You want to build a team? You, I was told 20 years ago, if you want to build a team here, you, you need people making money and, and, and build relationship with them. That's it. Trust is the absolute foundation for relationship. Trust is the foundation. <laughs> I'd forgotten that was the next bullet point, but it was like I had planned it. Trust is the foundation of leadership, competence, connection, and character. So you, you fight like crazy to get trust. And then you fight like crazy, even crazier, to keep it. Um, there's little things you can do to build trust. For example, uh, I'm really intentional about being on time uh, with people. It's, it's not that I was raised that way, though I sort of was, but I was, for me, that's, I, I've just, I just know that if I say I'm going to be there at 1 o'clock, then I'm going to be there at 1 o'clock ready to go. That, and, and, and I want subconsciously that person who shows up at 1 to go, oh, he just did what he said he was going to do. I can now trust him more. It's little stuff like that. When you're meeting with an agent, it blows my mind when I'm talking to people that responded to one of our ads out there and they're like, hey, uh, I, I replied to these three other different companies and not one of them called me when they were supposed to. It blows my mind. It's like, you, you had an interview and you didn't even show? Like, what? Like, you have lost trust with that agent before you even got a chance to talk to them. I don't show up late to things. As a matter of fact, uh, some of you have, have, uh, have uh, realized this, that when you show up late for me, I give you 10 minutes like I did college professors in college, and then I'm out. So I give you 10 minutes. If you're not there in 10 minutes, I'm, I'm gone. I got other stuff to do. Um, but, but when that happens, there's a trust issue that comes about. Competence, connection, and character. Let's go through those three words individually. Competence. It is important... It's not important that you know how to do everything. That's not necessarily competence. Competence is more the person's uh, belief that you maybe don't know the answer, but you can find it. Um, that's, that's a bigger deal. Uh, for example, I, I think that if, uh, if knowing everything was really the measure of building a team, well, Jeopardy champions would rule the world. And they just don't, let's face it. So, um, but I'm not that interested for example i'm not in personal production i don't i don't make phone calls and book appointments and go meet with clients and sell them all these different products but i'm really intentional about learning from the agents who are doing that so i can hear what they're doing that's working that i can then pass on that that increases my level of competence with the agent that i'm helping because i didn't have to know it i found it out from here or I'm able to say, I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I'm talking to somebody and I copy and paste links to videos that we have on our site that you have access to as well. I'm constantly copying and pasting, copying and pasting, video, 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 video. Hey, Fitz, can you teach me about this? Yes, I can. Let's talk about that tomorrow. In the meantime, watch this 30-minute video. It's probably going to answer most of your questions, and we can talk tomorrow about anything else that you need to find out about. That's competence. It's not something I had to know how to do. I had to know how to get that information to the agent, right? Connection. It's, it's important that you connect individually with those that you're trying to lead, the team that you're trying to build. 
I'm by no means am I going to say that everybody on your team needs to be your best friend. I'm not even going to suggest that you have to like everybody <laughs> on your team. It's, I mean, it's just the way things are. Not everybody is going to be best friends. However, you can be connected to them. You can know things about them. Like, I'm, I'm, it's a little thing, but I, I really try to be consistent in learning people's birthdays and putting it on my calendar so I can send them a quick text on their birthday. It, it's a little thing, but just that little thing adds connection. And character. Character is uh, it's when your words and your actions line up. I've often heard it said, character is who you are when no one else is watching. Uh, that's, that's character. Um, people are going to follow good character. People are going to follow uh, good, like people want to be with somebody that they just believe is going to, to their best of their ability, always do the right thing. I know I do. I, I don't want to be around somebody that I'm constantly wondering and worrying about if their actions are going to put me in jail. <laughs> I don't hang out with people like that anymore. I did maybe 30 years ago, but I don't anymore because I, 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 I just don't want to be around that. Um, I, I have too much to lose with my family and my business and all that sort of stuff. So uh, just continue to work on, on following through on the, on the commitments that you make. That's a big step in increasing and improving your character. Okay. Building a vision, uh, excuse me, building a team, cast vision. Vision starts within. Um, it's really hard for people to follow you uh, if they don't know where you're going. So you got to tell them where we're going, right? Uh, through this pandemic, I've really been trying to be very intentional with, with you and with the, with, with the sales force in general saying, look, what we're going through right now, nobody really understands <laughs> Nobody really seems to understand what's going on. Uh, are are the, these numbers are real? These numbers are real, but they conflict. How can both numbers be real? The fear seems to be very real. But one of the things I've heard leader after leader after leader saying is this. We're going to get through it. We're probably not going to go back to a normal that was the normal before. And so we need to learn during this time so that we adapt to the new normal. I've been trying to say that. Like, I'm not saying that in, in our day and age right now that we have to go to every home to make sales. A lot of people are doing a great job making sales over the phone. Some people don't like that, and they're still doing the in-home. That's okay. We're trying to learn through it. Vision starts within. Where do you want to go? Just, I, I believe that from as, as, a, as a child, I knew I wanted to own my own business. At eight years old, I knew that. You probably had similar dreams. Like that vision started when you were, when you were little bitty. And maybe it's gotten beaten out of you just, just by the naysayers, but it started there. Go back to that, those early days and the things you used to dream about. Vision draws on your history. Uh, one of the things, I, I say it all the time, but right about 15, when I was 15 years old, I started saying stuff like, I'm going to make a million dollars before I turn 30. When Heather and I met, we were 19. In one of our first conversations, I said to her, I'm going to make a million dollars before I turn 30. That's why. Why did I say that? I don't know. It's something that started within, but it's also something I knew nobody in my family had ever done. So based on that history of my family, I wanted to be different. I, I'm not saying that, that I'm better than my family now. I don't think money makes you better. I think money really reveals who you are. It's kind of like alcohol. It reveals what you're, you know, a drunk man's words or a sober man's thoughts. Similar with money. Um, but I, I knew that the, the way the family I came from, I love them and I'm a product of them. And at the same time, I wanted something different. Um, and, and so based on that history, my vision came about. Vision meets others' needs. And for years and years, we've said we want to build agencies in every major city in the country. Uh, and and, and that, that benefits me. It also benefits those agencies who are built there, the people who are making money there, the people who are the agency leaders there. 
Uh, vision helps you gather resources. It's funny that when, when we started saying that we are leaders of leaders, suddenly we started attracting other leaders. When we started saying we want to build agencies in, um, in, in every major city in the country, suddenly people started popping up in those other cities that wanted to build agencies. So the, when they say when the, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. I, I think that uh, our pastor has said there's no vision without provision. Like if you have the vision, the provision will be there. Right. It's it's um, so that's when the resources start coming together is when you have that vision of where you're going to go. Vision comes from the inner voice, the unhappy voice, the successful voice, the higher voice. Uh, I know this is a quote from John Maxwell, the inner voice, that that voice inside your head. Right. That that, that maybe maybe it's a, a parent or maybe it's an old coach or maybe it's just that voice. You can't explain where it comes from, but it's your voice, the unhappy voice, the things that have uh, hurt you in your life. I know a lot of great um a lot of great charities have come about by people who got hurt in their younger years and, and they see other hurt out there in the world just like that. And now they're on a mission because of that unhappy event in their life. They're on a mission now to make sure that nobody else feels that or those who do experience it can get healed appropriately. Right. That's that comes from the unhappy voice, the successful voice. Um, this is where you really need to monitor who you're listening to and the fruit on their tree. I don't want to hear somebody talk about uh, how to have a successful marriage if they've been married five times. And, and I'm nothing against them personally, but five marriages doesn't necessarily equal. It says you know how to get married, <laughs> right? But I want to know how to stay married. So I'm going to talk to that person. I'm not going to listen to the person whose who's, who's, um, uh, financial success is, is not great. Like if they're struggling to pay bills, if they are constantly getting foreclosure notices on their house, I love those people, but I'm, I'm just not going to listen to them about where to put my money. I got this guy in my life that every time I see him, he's trying to tell me what stock to invest in. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> you don't know if your business is going to be in, in business from month to month. And you're telling me what stocks to invest in. You're not even in the stock business. Like you got to pay attention to those voices that you're hearing. And then the higher voice. So, I mean, I, 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 a lot of people know how I believe and where I believe, but I, I think there is this higher voice. And I'm not saying you've got to have the same uh, spiritual beliefs that I do. Uh, but I know this, for example, I know when Heather and I get together and we're talking, we talk about this, 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 uh, this uh, melding of minds that comes together. And it's this third mind that, that creates that when we're talking, yes, I've got my thoughts, she's got her thoughts, and then we're able to talk together. And this third realm of thoughts um uh uh uh, napoleon hill called it the mastermind effect that when you're talking all of a sudden there's this third mind that appears in these extra thoughts that you wouldn't have had individually well a lot of times vision comes from that that higher voice that's created there leadership is influence so followers and voluntary organizations cannot be forced to get on board if the leader has no influence with them they won't follow if, if you want to know whether you have influence or not, when you say something, do people do what you're saying? That's sort of a, it's a real, like I've heard it said that if, you're, if, you're, uh, if you feel like you're leading, just once in a while look back and see who's following you, if anybody's following you. If nobody's following you, you're just going for a walk. You're not actually leading. Um, it, it's, uh, influence is a simple thing. I was, I was saying to Heather just last night, I was listening to uh, one of our sons play Xbox, and he's, he's on the phone with, like six of his friends doing this FaceTime thing while they're playing Fortnite or whatever it is together. And, uh, and I'm like, you know, because this son is so mild and calm and just like that duck on water. He just so 
calm, but I was listening to him. He was alpha male. And what's funny, like he was, he was directing the troops in this game they were playing. You go here, you do this, you do that. And they were winning. And listen, the people were doing it. So I don't wonder if that son is a leader or not. Leadership is influence. He said it, they did it, he's a leader. That's all I needed to know uh, in that scenario it's of, of who that was, what was happening there. That's all I needed to know right there. Was he was, they were doing what he said to do. Real leadership is being the person others will gladly and confidently follow. If you're going to have a healthy team, people can't, people won't follow you for long if you're a dictator. You have to lead. You, you can't demand. You, you, have to, you have to put your arm around them and bring them with you. you. You can't stand up on a soapbox and preach at them. It doesn't work like that. And it's a mistake I see so many leaders make is they think, I just need to tell them. I just need to. No, you just need to show them, man. You just need to step out front and do what it is that you're expecting them to do. People will gladly follow a leader that's leading, right? But they're not going to follow a dictator for long. Just look at world history. Dictatorships don't last. They just don't. Building a team extends your influence. The act of empowering others changes lives. So don't just be the leader. Develop other leaders. Um, I, I talk about this often if you think about it in this, from this perspective. If you are a 32-ounce cup, eventually you're going to be full. And if you want more water, right, you got to have more cups. That's extending your influence. That's increasing the capacity for you to lead is you to equip and empower other leaders. Make your leadership last. Lead the organization with a long view. I really feel like Heather and I have more grasped this. I'm not saying we've mastered this, but we've come to a better understanding in leading our children. Uh, right now, you know, we've just come out of this uh, this 2020 pandemic. I say we're coming out of it. It seems like the world is, is opening back up. Uh, I don't know. We watched this video a year from now. People are like, it's still here. I hope not. But as we're coming out of it, we've been watching our kids go through uh, private school at home <laughs> using Zoom. And um, we've really been trying to help the kids. And Heather's done such a great job with it of, of leading them of here's how this impacts them. It's not so much how it impacts now, it's how it impacts then. So learning is different. You don't have a teacher sitting on top of you all day teaching you these subjects. You've got to take some initiative and learn on your own. Let's, let's talk about what that looks like. Let's spend some time planning. I mean, I've been so excited to see our oldest son who's going into high school now, uh, about to go start high school, and uh, watching him really start to get some time management tools under his belt where every night he was you know, pulling, making sure he had uh, the assignments and all that off the website that the teachers were putting on there and the next morning sitting down and talking about it. here's what here's what the today looks like here's what the rest of the week looks like this is huge 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 for him for the future it's it's much bigger than than right now so when you're leading lead the organization with the long view here's how this is going to be 20 years from now here's how it's going to be a year from now don't it, it's it, as a follower it's really easy to, to get mired in your current situation and then, oh, my bills, and oh, just get beat down by the world. It's like you're carrying the world on your shoulders. And, and it's so nice to have a leader that's like, okay, okay, I acknowledge your present situation. Here's what Longview looks like. Here's what it looks like a year from now, two years from now, 10 years from now. Create a leadership culture. 
I think it, creating a leadership culture is, is it, how do I do that, Fitz? I don't know. There's a lot of conversation about that out there in the, in the business world today. I think one of the key things is be a leader uh, and then extend your influence. I mean, all these things leading up to this point is creating that leadership culture, but you've got to talk about it. You've got to share about it. You've got to show it. Pay the price today. Sacrifice to assure success tomorrow. It, to make your leadership last, you've got to pay the price today. Uh, you, you can't, I mean, if you think about it from an exercise perspective, you've got to pay that exercise price today if you want to be in shape a year from now. Um, it's the same with, with leadership. I've heard it said so many times, either you pay the price uh, to become a better leader or your people will pay the price because you didn't. And that's a problem. Right. So pay the price today. Sacrifice today. It, well, it's not fair. I, I didn't get. Oh, quit being a kid. Like it's adult time here. Put on your big boy pants and 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 lead knowing that you may not see the fruit of it today. Value team leadership above individual leadership. I I, I brag on so much about the Fitz team, about the Fitz group. And I always say I'm the Fitz. I'm not the group. Right. So I, I, I love the leaders that we have in our organization. I'm constantly talking about that. I'm not trying to say, look at me. I'm trying to say, look at them. That is the mentality of individual versus team um, leadership. And then finally, walk away from the organization with integrity. I know I got this bullet point from uh, from John Maxwell because uh, I'm not ever walking away from the Fitz Group. It's my business. How do you walk away from that with integrity? But I think about it in terms of this. I mean, one of my one of my real focuses is helping people build and establish a business of their own. Now, part of that is making sales so you can pay your bills. But but I'm trying to really help people build their own business. Once their business is established. I'm, I'm, I want to get out of the way. Uh, one of the ways we think of it with our children is we're going to teach our kids life skills and, and do those life skills for them until they can do for themselves and then we get out of the way. For example, all three of our kids are potty trained. We don't help them with that anymore. They've got that skill. Now we get out of the way and let them do it. Um, that is, to me, walking away from that with integrity. It's not forcing yourself on them where they have to be dependent on you to wipe their butts the rest of their lives. Right. That's that's not walking away from that situation with integrity. We've have a couple of businesses that we've um, helped establish. And uh, what's my role there? I see my role as grandpa. You know, I hand out lollipops and pat them on the back and get them all riled up and send them back home. I, I'm, I, I try to stay out of that when somebody in in one of those businesses comes to me and has a complaint. I'm like, well, let's talk about it with mom and dad <laughs> because I'm not mom and dad in that scenario. And I don't want to be and I don't want to overstep my bounds. Um, and so. Walk away from the organization with integrity. As you are, uh, if you're parenting and you're launching your kids out into the world, I know we got a lot of uh, seniors that are graduating and going out into the world. There is still a little window where we still have a little oversight on them, but they're really being launched into the world. And we, we have to, as parents, and I can't imagine what this is like yet because I'm not there, but I've seen it with, with agents. But as parents, we have to let them go make their mistakes. We have to step out of that. We have to do that or they're not going to thrive. They're not going to last long term. They're going to be back at your house living in your basement forever and ever and ever. <laughs> Gaming for a living or YouTube. I mean, come on. Like we want to launch our children to be productive members of society. Uh, I understand if things happen, and they need to come back for a time, but, but we're trying to launch them. Does that make sense? Um, and that's, that's how you're able to step away from that organization that you built 
with integrity. I hope this has helped. Uh, building a team, as I said, it goes way beyond just this business. Uh, you can think about building a team from uh, your family perspective or uh, your network, you know, your, your neighborhood. Um, I hope it helps. It's, uh, it's really good, good points. Again, uh, most of this, you can uh, pick up a lot of these points from John Maxwell books. I think he's got over 80 books currently in print. He's written over 100. Uh, so uh, feel free to, 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 to jump into that. Uh, the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership is one of those cornerstone leadership books that I always push people back to. So as you're looking to build a team and you're trying to develop yourself as a leader, uh, one of those, those must-reads is the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. I uh, hope this has helped. Talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with the Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you next week.